0: Hello and welcome to the second Sheffield Gaming Podcast, a show that is designed to bring together all those who play, work and love games in this lovely city of ours. Uh, Every month we will be letting you know about all the gaming events and goings on in the city, as well as offering a bit of an inside track and look at some of your favourite gaming places in Sheffield. From the National Video Game Museum to Treehouse Board Game Cafe to Extra Life Gaming Lounge to Meltdown Esports Bar and hopefully loads, loads more as we continue to grow. Uh, My name is Connor Clark and today I am joined by uh, Matt Turner from the Treehouse Board Game Cafe.
1: Jade Knox representing Ember.
2: Matthew Collinson from Meltdown.
0: Awesome. Yes. Uh, Thank you so much for kind of coming on the podcast today. Um, And and Jade and Matthew, you're
3: kind of newbies Mm -hmm. um, today. It should be fun. We're Uh, we're seasoned, on the other hand. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is is like a whole one episode. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: Matthew, actually, um, I I wanted to start with you, actually, because I know uh, obviously you are kind of the, the owner
2: of Meltdown Sheffield.
0: And I think you've got a really exciting event coming up uh, this Friday,
2: is that right? Yeah, on Friday we've got uh, Endpoint, which are an esports team from Sheffield. Uh, they're taking part in Dreamhack Anaheim, and we've got a viewing party at the, the bar. Um, their management are going to be down and giving um, shirts away and, and various prizes and freebies. It should be fun.
0: Awesome. So what what, so what, what game are they
3: playing at Dreamhack?
2: Uh, it's CSGO. CSGO. Counter-Strike GO.
3: Any more fans of CSGO? <laughs> I um, uh, it's a I've watched some of it. I've never never played it because I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah, scared I, of how good everyone
2: is. I used to play CS One Point Six and mm. I was rubbish at that, so I'm not going to give this a go. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's so lightning fast, isn't it? Like, yeah. I've tried
0: playing it and I, I, I'm not too bad, right? I can hold my own. But then you watch it on esports and I just even I and I know the maps. I just, I don't understand. I have no idea yeah, how fast it moves. Like too
2: quick. Um, like the shoutcasters do a really good job yeah. guiding you through it, but... Oh. I was just used to spend too much time deciding which gun to buy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs>
3: It's one of those, like, sort of, sort of StarCraft situations where, like, the, the true mastery is not necessarily in, like, being really good at shooting. It's knowing where you go, you're going in the menus. <laughs>
0: yeah. Auto-buy. Just click auto-buy.
3: Got...
0: <laughs> uh, so, so Endpoint. Do you, do you have a bit more information about Endpoint? About... Um, well, the the
2: an esports team based in Sheffield. Ex- no. No, fine. That's all they're, I a know. Local, <laughs> they're a local esports yeah. team
0: uh so we should kind Call of that. support <laughs> them uh, and if you are kind of are in three sports then yeah head on down to meltdown and be like local supporters we should start getting like a big uh,
2: i don't know we should get like a little mini stadium and yeah i mean the the idea is that this will be the first of many actually with, with them being a sheffield team mm-hmm. we kind of want to get a bit of a fan base in sheffield for them and i think they've just teamed up with um cex as well um uh, believe they might be looking at being in this building fantastic
0: Awesome, ace. Awesome.
2: So that's so yes, yeah, so that's going
0: on this Friday, which is Friday the twenty-first of February. Uh, other events we have coming up, um, and this one is on the twenty-sixth of February, which is uh, a Wednesday night. And uh, this one is uh, one that is being held here at the museum, and I'm actually kind of excited by it because I think it's quite exciting, quite exclusive. It um, is. Mm. So the way i preface this um, is that, um, I don't know if any of you have seen it in the past week, um, but the Nintendo PlayStation has gone up for sale. Have you heard about this?
2: I've
3: yeah. heard, heard, heard rumblings, I haven't, I don't know any, any specifics, otherwise I would be um, uh, mortgaging a house. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: I've, I've seen things on Reddit, but I didn't realise it was up for sale. Mm, mm.
0: So this thing kind of, um, this, thing, this is the Nintendo PlayStation, or to give it its proper name, it's called the Super NES CD-ROM. Um, and it's uh, it's 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 a prototype that was actually developed by Sony. So calling it the Nintendo PlayStation is, is probably a misnomer anyway. Um, but it's a, a Sony developed console that was developed in partnership with Nintendo. And it was designed to be Nintendo's next console after the SNES, or kind of a, a semi kind of sequel to the SNES because it was called the SNES CD-ROM. SNES um,
2: 0.5. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Um, and it, it was basically it played SNES games and it had a CD-ROM attached to it. And eventually, this Sony Nintendo partnership just fell apart. It just crumbled. So it never went anywhere. The, all it, all it got to was this prototype stage. And mm. you know, for years they kind of it was a, this urban myth. Mm. Um, this oh, does it really exist? Does this does this 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 Sony made uh, Nintendo actually exist? Um, and we didn't nobody knew. Nobody genuinely nobody knew. There wasn't any documentation on it. They couldn't find the prototypes. People would say, Yeah, it exists, but we didn't actually have any. Have it was over. it was the Loch Ness console. It, yeah, was it
1: sounds like something you'd read about on Creepy Pasta. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> some some <laughs> then say then.
3: that in the streets of Tokyo <laughs> 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 creeps the Sony PlayStation. <laughs> Uh, sorry, the, you know coming. what I mean. Uh, say, yeah. <laughs> the Nintendo PlayStation. Or oh,
0: it's kind of like, oh yeah, my uncle works at Nintendo and he said that, you know. He, he know told
1: his mate, and then my dad. <laughs> had
0: yeah, so, uh, but, it, but anyway, uh, a guy who used to work for Sharp, the electronics company, was searching through his loft one day back in 2015 and he found this box. He was like, what is this? It's got Nintendo on it and it's got Sony on it. And it's got PlayStation on it, and it was—it is the he found the only prototype that we know of of the uh, the Nintendo PlayStation.
1: So what does it look like? Because when you say add a CD-ROM attached, I'm sort of imagining like a CD like drive taped around <laughs> a, <laughs> sne- an, a SNES already. Like, so how was? What did it sort of look like?
0: That would probably be prettier than what mm. the actual actual oh, is. Right, <laughs> I, <think> I, I <laughs> see. Yeah, I think it's because because it's in prototype stage. It never got to like consumer model. Mm. So it's just, a bit, basically at the moment it's like an ugly white and now cream box because obviously age has well, not... Well
1: like the Dreamcast did. All those turned a kind of funny like yeah. tobacco yellow colour, didn't they, after a while?
3: Yeah, exactly that. Yuck. Or the Acorn Archimedes, which was my first computer. <laughs> and that that was, was yellow when it released, I not it? <laughs> I mean, it, it was cream and then it just got worse and worse because it really picked out that yellowish colour to it. Yeah, yeah. So that, that, that's basically what it looks like.
1: Fair enough. A, yep. a
0: creamy... Tobacco yellow is the best. best, <laughs> way of the best Aesthetically way. displeasing. <laughs> go. Got it. Yeah. But I mean, it could have looked pretty. It's like you know the the PlayStation Five development kit. Everyone's been going crazy about that one. Have you seen that? Yeah. So uh, yes, yeah. The, the the pizza heater. Yeah, it looks ridiculous. <laughs> it's got a huge V shape in it where you can just pop your pizza and warm it up.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, they they are. It's a feature rush out there. You know, if they're gonna if they're gonna have a new console generation, they're gonna need to have those. I mean. You, you, you got to remember that, like Blu-ray was a big selling point when uh, on on the mm-hmm. last console war. You know, who knows what they're going to need to be selling with? <laughs> it could be a pizza heater. Yeah. That could be their selling point.
0: <laughs> oh, that'd be great. There should probably be some games that will kind of like work for that as well. You we'll have to work to heat the pizza up. Uh, yeah, uh, cook, cook, cooking cook mama. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: have
0: you seen so one? One of my favorite development kits we have in the museum actually is the PlayStation Two development kit. The PlayStation Two. It's called the Tool. Um, and it's massive it's basically just the PlayStation 2 but three times the size uh, it's really if you, if you do ever get to the museum
2: have a look at it it's just it's, it's the one that's got little big planets it? oh, oh that, yeah.
0: that's the playstation 3 one yeah it's oh, just right. that's just that's rubbish that's that's <laughs> uglier <laughs> than that's uglier than the nintendo playstation it's right? <laughs> just a server box
2: I, I thought it was part of a hi-fi when I first saw it <laughs> yeah, right? is that the
1: benchmark now for sort of like ugly or pretty consoles it starts at the nintendo playstation goes up or down from there yeah, yeah, I thought, <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah
0: pretty oh. much it uh, yeah. I, I, I give the ps5 a good solid four out of Sony Playstations, <laughs> uh, Nintendo Playstations. <laughs> uh, okay, so anyway, yeah, so the Nintendo PlayStation, it, uh, it, it, it does this, like some guy found it, and now he's uh, he's been touring it around kind of conventions in the US for, for the last five years. He's got a total breakdown of it. We know what's inside it. We know what it's running on. Um, we know it runs SNES games natively, and some people have even made like Nintendo PlayStation games that will run on disk or an right. actual disk drive and even fixed it, um, which is great. And now he's like, right, I'm putting it up to auction. I'm going to sell it. Um, rumor has it he's looking for about seven figures. So $1 million tops. Yikes. Yeah, so it's going to be probably like the most expensive gaming item
3: ever. Um, I, I, don't, I don't think one house is going to be enough to remortgage. <laughs> no. I'm going to have to, I mean, I don't own a house in the first place, but if no. I, I'm going to have to steal two or three. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just so you can afford this thing. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's crazy, it's crazy. So, yeah, so the museum isn't getting it either because we're not going to remortgage the museum. Um, (laughs) And everyone says, oh, you know, this thing belongs in a museum. They should put this thing in a game museum. And like, okay, yeah, we're first in line. Um, But there's no way that we could afford that. And even if we did, if we did have a million pounds, a million dollars, you know, rolling around, there's so much more stuff we could do with that.
3: You could have several pretty cool or very cool exhibits. Yeah. Uh, rather than uh, probably about 150 very cool exhibits versus one admittedly mythical exhibit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it'll bring,
0: it'll bring some people into the museum, sure. But, you know, if, we could, like, if we had that money, we could, do, we could reach out to so many Not schools. the
2: ticket we... price to like £100 or something. Oh, at, least. <laughs>
0: at least. But actually, you know, I think the museum's going to go one better. And this is the event that's coming up on, on, on February the 26th. Um, because we have a guy coming from Japan um, to basically talk about his career at Nintendo. And this guy's name is Masayuki Wemera. And he was the the, the head of uh, the Research and Development 2 unit at Nintendo from the 70s up until 2004. And, and what that unit did is that spearheaded all of the home console hardware development. So this guy was the head, basically the head engineer, on the NES, on the SNES, on the Super Zapper, on <laughs> kind of, ev- yeah,
3: like e- everything. Everything uh, hardware-based. H-
0: hardware t-
1: Family t- t- common stuff.
3: So. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, so he's kind of, he was, he was the head engineer of that, and he's coming to Sheffield. He's coming to the UK to talk at an event down at the BFI. And we've been able to get him up to Sheffield to do an event here at the museum um, just to talk about his career, talk about kind of, you know, uh, what was it like working in Nintendo, working with Shigeru Miyamoto, Satoru Iwata, you know, uh, and kind of basically then creating the NES, which kind of took the, the gaming world by storm back in the 80s and basically forged gaming history as we know
3: it. And um, and and is it like a Q and A or is it like a talk?
0: Yeah, yeah. So, he's got, so he's, it's going to be a talk. He's going to give a talk, or a history about his work. Uh, but then there will be the chance to kind of ask him some questions. He doesn't speak English. He only speaks Japanese. So you ask his translator some questions. Mm-hmm. His translator will translate his answer back to you. um But then you can like get your consoles signed or you know take a picture with him.
3: That's a that, that is a big draw. I might, mm. I might bring the old Snez uh, down.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Just watch the value of that creep up. I mean, it won't be
3: seven figures. No, no, no. But, you know, if all of us at the event club together and all get our SNES assigned... <laughs> <laughs> we could pool it and donate it to the nvm and it might be nearly enough for something that's a third of the price
0: of that's what this this gaming podcast was all about it was just a crowdfunding operation to try and get everybody in sheffield to just chuck in a tenner so we could buy the nintendo playstation um so yeah so that's happening so that's uh, so that's be really really cool i'm really excited for that event um just kind of meet the guy who's you know probably the most
3: colossal figure in kind of gaming history that I've ever met yeah um, can you can you ask him um, virtual boy why yeah, <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> so I think leave that one alone <laughs> what what was what was going through your head really like what, what was the thought behind it that's what I want to know
2: I think you would just have to let him off with that one
0: <laughs> I mean fortunately I can't, can't ask many game questions because he wasn't really head of the software but I think he had quite a hand in a few of those in a few kind of uh, Nintendo games so what I wanted to ask actually was, was uh, Jake, what kind of what kind of Nintendo games? Have you played many Nintendo games? What's your favourite?
1: Yeah. So um, for me, it sort of started with the the chunky grey Game Boy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I never had one myself, but um, my friend next door, but one, her brother had one, and I'd sort of get a go on it every now and then. And when I wanted to like, oh, just just a minute, I'd sort of go next door into his room and have a go on the Game Boy, and then come back. Um, and then after that, it was the the Pokemon, the special edition, the yellow one. And if you remember, there was a Woolworths down the mall. And they mm-hmm. sold all these coloured Game Boys when they came out. And I just remember sort of like standing next to them the whole time, just like looking at my mum or my, my grandma like, <laughs> please, 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 please. <laughs> well, every time we went into the food shop and I saw it was like a 60 quid shop, I'd be like... That, that could be a Game Boy for me. Not <laughs> ob- obviously not really at the time that the consequence would be that I would starve to death. But <laughs> it kind of seemed like a fair sort of thing at the time. Um, but after the Game Boy, I kind of... It dropped off the radar for me, Nintendo. Mm-hmm. And then the next console I got was a GameCube.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: the only reason I got that was for Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. Oh, yes. Because <laughs> yes. my favourite console, unpopular opinion alert, is the Dreamcast. So right. I really liked Sonic Adventure... And then, as soon as I knew there was a second one, I went mad and got the GameCube. So that was kind. And then I've gone backwards and got N64s after. Mm-hmm. But yeah, sort of jumped from Game Boy to GameCube, and then sort of meddled in between since then.
0: Oh, Sonic Adventure 2 Battle, what a game! I've never played it. Really? No. Oh, me neither. Uh,
3: Sorry. I so had I had you. a game I had a GameCube, um, but this was for the Dreamcast though. Uh, Sonic
0: Adventure 2 Battle was for the GameCube. Okay. But I think Sonic Adventure 2 was initially on the. Dreamcast.
1: I don't know if it was. So it was Sonic on. Adventure was released with the Dreamcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they also released Sonic Adventure for the GameCube as Sonic DX, like mm-hmm. the director's cut. And then I think Battle was exclusive to GameCube. I, I might be wrong, um, yeah. but I, th- I think that's how it went. Because I was number one fan. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: was a brilliant game. It, had, like, it had like multiple campaigns and everything. Like. It was
1: great. So I loved yeah, it.
0: That's pretty rad. And yeah. Shadow was really cool, like, to 13-year-old me. <laughs> I remember genuinely thinking Shadow the Hedgehog was kind of actually
1: cool. I mean, I think that might have been my first experience of fancying an animated character. <laughs> <laughs> and, or maybe that was Brock, one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> first experience. Well,
0: okay, fine. <laughs> so, yeah, so next question, what other anime characters? Okay. Oh, <laughs> well, I've got a
1: big list. If, you, if you've uh, played Fire Emblem before, most of them. <laughs>
3: That's a lot of characters. Yeah, that oh, is yeah. A, <laughs> so many characters. Mm-hmm. I and mean, if you've all got, in got a six type, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you've got a type uh, <laughs> and it happens to be Fire <laughs> Emblem, you've got hundreds. Oh god,
1: they are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, we'll not, we'll not get too into how much I like fictional No, yeah, no, I think that's a
3: totally different podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but it's out there. Yeah. yeah. So
1: should... Hey, I'm not the only one, believe me.
0: <laughs> so, uh, Matthew, what's, what's what's kind of your history with Nintendo? Do you, Do you, know
2: you remember what, growing I, up? I've never owned a Nintendo console. Okay. But I have played them quite a bit. Um, mm. I think the youth club that I used to go to in the 90s, uh, yes, I am that old. Um, used to play Duck Hunt a lot. Nice. I know you've got it in the museum next door, but... Um, and smash tv as well yeah, yeah, yeah. i don't know if you're, you're aware of that yeah it was basically like the running man on acid uh it was amazing just going around it was like a game show and you just had to shoot loads of pe- like hooligans that were attacking you and it's it just hyper-gory. got increasingly difficult it um it got re-released on xbox live
3: arcade um back in in the xbox 360 days oh, right. um so if you if you <laughs> Don't ah. have access uh, to, to, to the retro consoles. You can always uh, try and make Xbox Live Arcade work. I don't know how those digital games are holding uh-huh. up now from yeah. the Xbox
2: 360. We've got a 360 at Meltdown. I'll be doing that straight away. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think after that, I, a friend of mine got the N64 when it first came out. I played Shadows of the Empire, the Star Wars mm-hmm. game, to death. It was the first time I'd ever been able to like play the Battle of Hoth and be in a snow speeder and take at <gasps> down, and it was just... It was amazing, it was magical. I don't think there's ever been an experience like that with a game before or since.
3: What was his name? The, the, the main character of Shadows of the Empire.
2: Uh, Dash uh, Rendar. Dash
3: Rendar. That's what, <laughs> was, what his name was, because it's such a Star Wars name. Yeah. Right? Like, if you, if you needed a, a name that was, like, just as stupid as Han Solo... <laughs> yeah, Dash Rendar. <laughs> and he looks like a, like a, an off-brand Han Solo... Yeah. And <laughs> he
2: was a poor man, Zanzolo, yeah.
3: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and yeah, Dash Rendar. My goodness. They should make a film about him. Why not?
0: <laughs> I have seen as well in, um, in Battlefront 2, which is the, 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 newer, the newest Star Wars game, I believe, that's out at the moment. Um, I've seen that you can play as BB-8 now really so it's like this big war game where people are kind of you know, <laughs> teams of like a 25 against 25 playing as stormtroopers and playing as, as resistance leaders all shooting each other and then this little kind of ball robot goes through and murders everyone
3: <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding it's, like, it's super overpowered it's the most uh, overpowered yeah. in the game it's but a it's bot turbo flame lighter and yeah. <laughs> coin yeah. ejection system yeah, yeah, yeah. okay fair it's enough impossible to shoot it's way too small <laughs> way too small so yeah so if you're
0: interested in battlefield battlefront 2 then pick bb8 and you will you will just wreck um, <laughs> matt what's your history with, with with nintendo games
3: um so i got a snares very late into the cycle um mm. so i got snares in about 1995 i want to say um i was very young and um but what i did have was one cart which was Super Mario All Stars, so several oh, games. Wow. Um, so I uh, just played that religiously, you know, yeah. not in, in order because it didn't tell you what order you were supposed to play them in. And uh, the naming conventions of, uh, uh, of of Mario games early on were not; they didn't really. There wasn't one per generation like there is now. Mm-hmm. It was just as many as we can make. <laughs> um, and um, so I played them all um, primarily uh, Super Mario World because it was great and I loved the I loved the overworld map and I loved how fuzzy and round everything was and everything (laughs) had little smiley faces on them Um, and I I got obsessed with those backgrounds so in at the start of um, Super Mario World there's um, uh, I think it's the Donut no the Donut Plains are later Um, it's got these little little hills anyway Mm -hmm. um, on on the kind of Yoshi's Island area Mm -hmm. of it and um, uh, I just got obsessed with imagining what was over the hills, what was over the skyline, you know, what, what was in the background. Um, and I wanted to jump on those big round hills and all that kind of thing. Um, and then, uh, like, th- two, three years later, um, the N64 comes out, mm-hmm. and uh, there's Super Mario 64, and which is a game that still holds up today. Uh, mm-hmm. It's still a good game. Um, there's so many secrets, so many little things, and you get the same feeling as... Um, in uh, that, uh, as you did when you used to blast through the ceiling um, and uh, run over the top of uh, World Two uh, One, mm-hmm. uh, and then you know drop down into the warp zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, those little secrets and stuff. The game's full of them, um, and I, I loved that. And then, of course, like things like uh, Ocarina of Time came out, and then uh, then I was. Because, again, I was obsessed with finding out what was in the background of all these games, like, over the hills and far away sort of thing. Um, And so I I could do that. I could go and visit the places I I could see. um, And, uh, uh, like, open world games were really a a, a big eye-opener for me um, when when that came along. So then uh, I got the GameCube, played um, a few of the games, but generally fell out of love with uh, Nintendo until I got my Switch. Yeah, the Switch is
0: the Switch is an absolute game changer. I was I was I was the exact same. But even we and we you was kind of like yeah,
3: yeah. but now the Switch is just it's it's it's, it's amazing. It's um. it's the least amount of buyer's remorse I've ever had for a console. Mm.
1: yeah, same. Oh. Definitely.
3: <laughs> you do I mean yeah, so I know it's a very specific allegory, mm-hmm. but um the like it's not an allegory. Um <laughs> it's, it's it's a very specific like example, but every console I've ever bought Somewhere in my heart there's been a little bit of buyer's remorse straight away because I'm like, I've got like two games (laughs) and I can do these two things, but I've just spent like so much of my money, but I bought the Switch and it already had all the indie games I already either want had already wanted to play or like um had already played and really enjoyed I could you know uh like it's just so many different games that were just unique and perfect and I could play them in bed and I could play them like uh, wherever I went and I was just like it's, it's a really good console to own mm-hmm. it's 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 just it's just
0: it's kind of magical isn't it it's got this kind of Disney vibe to it that you see it's, enjoyed, yes, it's it? just
1: great like I mean the only reason I bought a, a Wii anyway was because of the Zelda franchise mm-hmm. and then I think I gave up because I didn't really like actually using the Wii and then as soon as I knew that Breath of the Wild was coming out I, that was the first thing I just ran out I was like I need this console mm-hmm. because I, I'm not going to not play the new Zelda game <laughs> I mean obviously it's it's very large, and I accidentally started again the other day, so, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry for your loss of Thank time. you. Uh, <laughs> F in chat.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. So, yeah, so, as, as, like I said, uh, Masayuki Wemera, the, the head engineer at Nintendo, is going to be in Sheffield uh, for one night only um, over then, and I'm going to ask him a question about the Nintendo PlayStation. To see what he might say about it, you might just tell me to shut up.
2: Um, he's just Japanese. like, shh. <laughs> you have that kind p- of
3: "I have no son" moment where he denies the existence of it completely. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe, yeah.
0: <laughs> but, like I know, he must have been involved in some way. Um, but yeah, so the, the, the next couple of events I wanted to chat about that are happening in Sheffield are actually kind of regular events, things that kind of go on um, every month or every week, um, and that is kind of gaming quizzes. Uh, quiz nights that are going on uh, at Treehouse and at Meltdown. Uh, the only reason I wanted to talk about this is because, uh, not last Tuesday, the Tuesday before, um, me and some team from the National Video Game Museum went down to the Meltdown quiz and we won it. First uh, <laughs> time. Uh, uh, yeah. And I was quite proud, and I was, I was really happy with me and my team. My team did really good. So, yeah, let's just brag about how when I won that quiz.
1: Congratulations. <laughs> <Thank goodness.
2: laughs> yeah. you. did I, really well.
3: It doesn't surprise me, to be honest, though, uh, really? that, you know, someone who, you know, helped run a, a museum...
2: Uh, that was might, a lot of pressure. That might was a lot of pressure. A, yeah, we we were secretly hoping they'd do rubbish so we could uh, <laughs> send out a few social media posts about it. But they, yeah, they did amazing. It's it was the, it was half
0: a point in it at the end. Yeah. It was actually there was only a one point in it between
2: the last three teams, which was
0: which
3: was incredible. I love I love a half point victory though. They're they <laughs> the, the, the kind of like squeaky bum time. <laughs> like that, <you> know, yeah.
0: <laughs> It was, it was down to, there was an anagram round, and it was all about video game villains, um, and there was one, and uh, spoilers, I'm not going to say spoilers for a quiz that already happened. Um, <laughs> we're not going to do it again. <laughs> but like, so one of them was like, was like, King Boo was a really good one, or Neo Cortex, and it was kind of like, translated into words. And one of them, nobody got, nobody else got, apart from our group, we were the, I think we were the only team that may have got this right, and the reason we know that is because when they said the answer out, we went, yay, yeah! and no one else did. Um <laughs> But it was, we were sat around thinking, like, oh, it's, just got, it's got to be a villain in, like, a, a new, really successful game. What could it be? Is there like, any RPGs they have got villains? What about The Witcher? Are there any villains in that? Um, and I was like, oh, the Wild Hunt of villains in The Witcher, this kind of fantasy RPG game. And then we were sat, we were stood at the bar, actually, and they were like, no, oh, well, there's this one villain called Gauntaro Dim, who's, like, meant to be like God, but it can't be him. It was. and I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, Why do you mean it can't be him? Like, it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, and that was, and that was it. And it was pure, pure fluke. Um, that we actually got <laughs> that just by kind of um, get digging into different kind of RPG franchises. But yeah, that's. And and, and then anyway, end result. Like I said, we won. Uh, so
3: yeah, I'm probably coming back for that one. But
0: I might yeah. not for a while because just in case. You know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't want to
3: keep wanna... the streak
2: alive. Exactly.
3: Unbeaten champions. Exactly. Uh, for, for as long as possible. Yeah. yeah.
2: So Matthew, you do that every week, is that right? Yeah, that's right. Um, we've been doing it since about a month after we opened. I think it's one of our most popular nights. Um, we've just introduced a music round as well. That's really popular. Uh, done it about two or three weeks now, I think, ever mm-hmm. since you won, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. changed things a little bit. Um, just like theme tunes from games and films and series and things. Um, it's added a, a nice new element to it.
0: Mm-hmm. And then there's also a quiz that
3: kind of goes on at Treehouse. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Um, we, we have a quiz, it, and it's less about games and right. more... So, you know, if, you, if you've been down to Treehouse, you know we do have quite a bit of a, a trivia section mm-hmm. of games. Um, but, uh, you know, like, there's one thing about board gamers is often they just love a quiz. General knowledge, uh, just or just general, like... Uh, crosswords and just really those nerdy things that make, you, make your brain do backwards. Nerds backlinks. love to
1: show off. That's exactly. basically, if you ask, they want you to ask them a question so they can tell you just exactly how much they know about anything. It's
3: true. And, um, well, the we best way is
0: just to tell them something wrong. The <laughs> just watch, yeah, them, right watch their mind explode and have to yeah. explain yeah. everything to you. I say that as a self-confessed
3: nerd as well.
1: So Me fine. too, it's Bully.
3: fine. Bully, fully doing that with Half-Life is a cool guy and isn't afraid of anything. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, we have capitalized on that notion um, by having Ben, our quiz master, run a, um, a a very a, a, a quiz person's quiz. Um, I would I would call it. But um, you know, you, you you don't have to be a quiz champion. It's not like um, uh, like eggheads. Um, but uh, I would definitely uh, recommend it. Uh, it's on the first Sunday of the month, um, so every month. Uh, and um, yeah, it it is. A, it, we've got like cryptic clues. Uh, very kind of tri- like mm-hmm. tri- yeah, tricky. Find the commonality between these four things. Oh, wow. um, all sorts of things going on there. Um, a lot of fun, a lot of brain teasers, and uh, that um, it is ticketed. Um, mm-hmm. It's five pounds uh, mm-hmm. for a uh, for a team, mm-hmm. uh, to, up to six people, and those sell out ahead of time. So it's worth going online mm-hmm. um, to, uh, to to book ahead because we we do tend to. Uh, uh, sell out well in advance on those. I Is think that just through one? the
1: website? Then I can yes. Oh, yeah. oh great, that's, thank you.
3: Uh, TreehouseSheffield.com. For that. Yeah. I really. think the next one's 1st of March. Is that right? Yes, that's the one.
1: Is that yes. next Sunday? E- <laughs>
2: yes. Oh, yes. Maybe. No. No. <laughs> Two Sundays no, time. Okay, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Whereas the, uh, the, the Meltdown quiz is every Tuesday, yeah, is that right? every Tuesday, yeah. Uh, uh, every Tuesday. T- yeah. Teams up to five and it's free to enter. Uh, 50 pound bar tab to the winners. Oof. That's a heck of a that's prize good, yeah. it get, usually gets used very quickly <laughs> i can imagine Shops we used are plenty
0: we used lots of ours on actually packs of m&ms <laughs>
1: oh, oh yeah, that's I so think, wholesome <laughs> <laughs> i think i think
2: imogen left with 12 packs of m&ms because she had a bus to catch <laughs> <laughs> to,
3: to be fair as, as i get on in in, in years <laughs> i am more excited about m&m's than i am about about right. Birds sometimes
2: right right <laughs>
0: Uh, we'll come on to beer in a minute actually uh, but kind of first thing I want to say kind of jade what, what 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 game do you know better than anyone what game if there was a quiz at, mm. you'd know that you'd get 10 out of 10 you'd just
1: well, I think we all know that Sonic <laughs> Adventure is the answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fantastic. I, I mean, I played it so many times on the Dreamcast, and I've emulated it on my PC. So I've streamed it. I've, I've played the whole thing through on Twitch maybe twice now. <laughs> People are sick of me playing it and talking about <laughs> it. I just love it. I love how like whenever they've got any dialogue, the mouth just moves so much like independently from all of the text on the screen. <laughs> it's, and and all the dialogue is super cheesy as well. Like, there's nothing there's nothing bad about that game except. I don't know, the controls. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, there's nothing mad about it apart from <laughs> the apart main from thing the, that you need to do. This really <laughs> crucial
1: aspect, yeah. But I, I don't know, I think it's just because, as well, I, was, I think I must have only been about nine or ten when I'd got it, and... It was, it's just a very cutesy looking game you know ta- mm-hmm. tales is very like sweet and mm-hmm. I, yeah I just I loved everything about it I was really invested in the story <laughs> as well so <laughs> sort of now when I play it back and I think wow this used to mean quite a lot to me this game and Amy Rose is adorable and all the monsters were scary and it it doesn't the magic just doesn't go away for me so I, I think I know everything about Sonic Adventure maybe not the second one but the first one for sure
0: yeah I mean I think that was the kind of that the start of this kind of the, the, not the brand, but kind of the, the mythos around Sonic. That was that was kind of where it really kickstarted. Because mm-hmm. the original games were relatively simple in that regard. Yeah. And then it, Sonic Adventure brought in
3: so many characters, and Sonic Adventure Two had Big the Cat. I think Big the Cat might be the best character in Sonic. Really, mm. the best character. No, but um, <laughs> like, I was going to say. Hmm. I, I I have a tendency for for um, hyperbole, and I'm going to say <laughs> it. Um, you can. He's got a fishing rod. Uh, No other character in in Sonic has a fishing rod, so... Oh, I I wonder if he's going to be in the... Post-credit sequence
0: of the the new movie. The, uh, I Have hope anyone so. seen it yet? Mm. Not yet. No. Um, I'm
1: desperately trying to go and get and see it, but I just I just haven't managed to get there yet. It was that on Valentine's Day, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
3: Um, the most romantic film <laughs> of the year. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, why not? I
1: love my
0: blue boy. Um, yeah. I mean, I <laughs> I I really always want to go see the movie just because Jim
3: Carrey seems to be back. Yeah, like, he seems to be mm-hmm. doing what made him famous. Yeah, the Grinch, <laughs> Jim Carrey. Did he?
1: Which is um, he went a bit. Funny for a bit, didn't he, Jim Carrey? He had
3: some p- opinions.
1: For a bit, okay, yeah, yeah, cool, yeah. yeah. He just kept yeah. saying words, I think. Yeah. And they got printed and we all heard them and yeah. stuff. Yeah. I, yeah think
0: okay. I, I think he got in Which touch with his, his <laughs> in <inner laughs> artist. Stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah, he did some painting. Yeah, he did. So, uh, there's, a, there's a documentary on what Netflix. Was it with
1: called his own <laughs> faeces? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: because he's, he's known to be a normal guy usually, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my
3: goodness. Oh, total <laughs> tangent. That, that <laughs> documentary about him doing Man on the Moon. I love Jim and Andy. Andy Kaufman, yeah. What? An amazing documentary. Anyway, we should probably <laughs> not talk about that. We should talk about video games. Okay, yeah, yeah. And I do have a, 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 a correction. I okay. think you'll find that Sonic has a long history of massively divergent casts of characters. Okay. They just didn't happen in the games. Uh, yes. Sat true. Am. Uh, the com. The the, the uh, uh, cartoons mm-hmm. had introduced a billion characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The comics in the nineties uh, introduced a hundred billion characters. That's, that's true. Um, there's like he's always had. Far too many characters for you to keep track of um <laughs> it just so happens that um we ended up getting the true reflection of the sonic universe in 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 the in, later games
0: in the original sonic adventure and sonic forces as well it's probably the epitome of that of yeah making your own sonic character is great
3: yes so. and and I, I i i dare say that like the last two sonic games have been pretty good like sonic forces and sonic mania yeah, um, obviously coming from very different places, um, but yeah,
0: both both pretty pretty damn good. And, and Team Sonic Racing, let's not forget, is of a God. game made in Sheffield, and it's so, really good. And it's good. It's a, it's a, it's the probably the best cart racer behind the other one. You know? <laughs> um, but, uh, it, and it's, made, it's a Sheffield game, and someone did make it, and it's really and cool. And it's that.
2: also available to play in the National Video Game Museum.
0: Oh, so, uh, Sonic and Sega Racing is. We haven't got Team oh. Sonic Racing yet. Yeah. Oh. Sumo. My bad. My bad. Sumo, give me a call. Um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> and get get us a,
3: an arcade cab. And, yes, uh, yeah. <laughs> um. Um, I I have a a, a a game I know a lot about, mm-hmm. um, because I'm probably one of the zero point zero 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 one percent people in the universe who nearly understands the plot of Kingdom Hearts. Wow, mm. that is impressive. I'm getting there. Getting there. I'm getting okay, there. okay. Oh, I thought I thought you said I was that. No, I know it. It's, I said nearly. Uh, <laughs> it's 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 like studying, like uh, you know those Lovecraft books where someone reads too deeply into mm-hmm. um, uh, like this this terrifying grimoire, mm-hmm. um, and the more you, every time you get a, a brief glimpse of the meaning behind these games, in which. Um, you uh, travel around with the final, basically a Final Fantasy character mm-hmm. alongside uh, Donald Duck and Goofy yes. um, uh, beating up characters uh, in the Monsters, Inc. universe. Um, uh, every time you see a glimpse of the meaning intended behind these games, you just lose a little bit of your sanity. <laughs> just something is taken from you in, 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 in exchange for the thing you gain. Is it worth it? I'll let you know when I finish Game of <laughs> Hearts 3. Fantastic. (laughs) Well,
0: the DLC DLC is also out now as well. Yes,
3: I've got a long way to go. (laughs) Uh,
0: Have you played all, like, uh, 73 games to catch
3: up to that point? Um, I have uh, certainly watched the ones I couldn't play. Nice, okay.
0: Yeah, I I remember seeing Kingdom Hearts, kind of, when I was younger and thinking, that sounds amazing, Final Fantasy. Oh, look, it's Cloud Strife from Final Fantasy 7 and it's Mickey Mouse. Amazing and then what what happened
3: like <laughs> i look back again 20 years later and uh, what happened <laughs> an over commitment to uh, con- to continuity Very is what true. happens
1: mm. that happens quite a lot doesn't it yeah
3: yeah <laughs> yeah every everyone goes into those games understanding that it doesn't really matter if the game makes sense as long as i get to hang out with winnie the pooh <laughs> <laughs> and and help him pick vegetables from his garden yeah but um <laughs> or rabbit's garden I should say yeah. um, <laughs> but you really do know your stuff about this oh my god yeah <laughs> fair enough um, but uh, yeah no it's um, it's quite something that like those games are technical marvels mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of fun to play the, the, the combat system is amazing fun mm-hmm. uh, such a spectacle like nothing else um, but you really do have to suffer through the cutscenes right
0: It's <laughs> <Just> taking notes. <laughs> So I think actually, so I want to chat to you, uh, Matt, about another event coming up at Treehouse, uh, which yeah. is the, the, the playtest night, which is happening on March the 11th.
3: Yes. Um, um, in general, um, it's, it's every every month. Ace. Okay. Um, uh, and uh, it's kind of mid-month on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you can go to um, uh, treehousejeffield.com forward slash events to find out um, uh, kind of, when specifically, but it's always on a Wednesday and it's usually in the middle of the month there. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, basically a bunch of uh, game designers, uh, board game designers come down um, and they uh, sort of demo their in progress mm-hmm. product. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's not just game designers uh, like, who have products to, to show. You know, you can go down yourself um, uh, for free. There's no, uh, there's no cover charge involved, you just um, uh, come down and um, you just hang out and let me tell you, I, I'm, I'm there every every Wednesday night and mm-hmm. um, I, I see these guys, um, these folks uh, kind of demoing it and sort of like showing each other. And then at the end, there's always this just like round table discussion about game design and like what's nice. happening and who's who's going going where and like it's... Phenomenal, You know, yeah. I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm usually making cups of coffee and things, but, uh, <laughs> so I don't get to listen in, uh-huh. but you could. Um, the uh, But it, what, what's great is it's just this dialogue, right? Mm-hmm. You know, people who haven't been before coming in with uh, a game that they've quickly knocked up or just had an idea for, mm-hmm. and you've mm-hmm. just got bits of paper with, um, you know, like writing scrawled on. It doesn't have to be a product. You just make it, do it like as long as it's playable, mm-hmm. bring it and you'll get feedback and you give other people feedback. And if, even if you're just interested in the process, you don't have anything to show. Mm-hmm. Um, that's fine because you know the feedback you give can really, really help. Mm. Um, like every every kind of um, uh, game designer, board game, video game, everyone, like they all say that getting feedback, watching play tests, that sort of thing yeah. is yeah. vital, vital, vital for the mid- like for the middle of development. Definitely, um, and so uh, yeah. If you feel like just getting in on games before they're made, you know, before they're finished, if you get feel like getting putting kind of your finger on the pulse of um, the the uh, the process of, of game design, mm-hmm. or you just want to like hear some people talk about it um, in in the process, um, come over on uh, on on those Wednesdays and uh, and come down. It's uh, that sounds awesome. Run by Playtest UK, um, uh, but uh, specifically the Shep- Playtest UK are actually a, 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 a kind of countrywide um, yeah. uh, organisation Tom Cauldron actually um, runs it uh, at the Treehouse yep. um, but uh, yeah you can just come down and it's it, you don't even have to plan ahead really you just turn That's up right. and uh, and enjoy yourself
0: Ace Matthew if you, if, you, if you had to make a game what kind of what game would you make well, what game would you take to play test I've, dro- I've dropped this on you now yeah you have yeah <laughs> Do you have any ideas? No. Ah, oh, I've always wanted to make a uh, a racing game, but like a like a kart race, like Team Sonic Racing, but ultra violent.
3: Ultra violent.
0: Oh yeah. wow! <laughs> I was With not like, expecting that we bit. Were, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. Oh. I think it'd <laughs> be we <were> fun. <laughs> like, like, like <laughs> Carmageddon. Violence. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, like Carmageddon, but I don't know. Maybe I imagine like cartoon characters. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> I think it'd be kind of fun. Do you but ever
3: play a game called Mashed? On the yes. Xbox, the original Xbox. I loved Mashed. Mashed I was Mashed. amazing. Um, do you ever play the sequel? Wrecked. I didn't. Is that a thing? Yeah. What yeah. what platform for? It's PS3, Xbox 360.
0: Oh, oh my God!
1: Tell me what God. it was. I need to know now. Okay, so <laughs> do
3: you ever play Micro Machines? Yes. So um the Micro Machines games where you're like top down and you're driving around. It's impossible to know whether you're turning left or right. You mm-hmm. have to kind of change your brain's orientation yeah. every time you turn a corner. Um, so, uh, like, and in, in Micro Machines, you were playing with toy cars, and so you're, like, going over those little jumps you made as kids and all oh, oh, that kind of thing. Um, with Mashed, it's just the same control scheme, except with, like, missiles and that you're all in, in like, Mini Coopers oh and uh, you can just blow people off bridges and, and, and into <laughs> ice-cold water and things like that. And they've got all these, like, really cartoony characters who are just, like, not, like, cartoony. It's not a cartoony style. It's almost a... Zoomed out, uh, kind of, you know, as 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 well as the mm-hmm. original Xbox could manage, photorealistic style. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, except that all these all these characters are like almost, you know, how um, Grand Theft Auto character like uh, caricatures people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like you got a bunch of uh, Grand Theft Auto sort of NPCs that are around on the streets and put stuck them in cars and then told them to fire missiles at each other. Yeah. <laughs> It's 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 so
0: fun as well. It's like the perfect four player kind of one. It's you know it's it's battle till one person's left standing and then you start it again instantly. Um yeah, that and Rekt. I should mention that, that and Rekt are made by supersonic uh games, um, who actually are now, as of kind of the past couple of weeks, patrons of the National Video Game Museum. Amazing. So a uh, huge shout out to them and those two games and the and all the other games they make as well. such as we're working with the micro
3: machines franchise. Well I'm um, going to be um I'm, I'm going to be asking you for their entire um, discography, as it were, <laughs> so that I can, can go and support them. And thanks for uh, not only being pa- uh, <laughs> patrons of the NVM, but also um, making some awesome games. Yes, absolutely
0: amazing games. Uh, so uh, so it, 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 if, if you don't have a game that you might want to make, Matthew, what about uh, any games that you played before they've been made? Have you played anything that's in progress before?
2: Um, I played the Old Republic online Star Wars game before that came out the the beta of that Yeah, yeah it was quite good and carried on playing it when it came out until it went free to play and it died (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah. oh. I, yeah, I was happy to pay my m- monthly subscriptions and then it went free to play and you had to get tokens and it was just, yeah just I also
3: th- played it until it yeah. went free to play
2: yeah. <laughs> I loved it, it was, I, I used to play World of Warcraft but I I preferred it to World of Warcraft It, it, it was, was like playing
3: Mass Effect multiplayer and Yeah, that was yeah. what I liked about it Because it had
2: all the right bits from the Knights of the Old Republic series but put into an MMO uh, so y- your character had its own path and it felt like you weren't just like like in World of Warcraft, everyone's queuing up to kill three boars in the woods or whatever. But yeah. this it felt like a real story. Like you're integral to what was going on. For sure,
3: and you and you could tag along if you were parted up with someone else. You could tag yeah. along with their story, and you yeah. you didn't know who any of these people were. Yeah, um, but you just felt like it was an, you know, like you're uh, Jedi warrior. You're you know a, a smuggler who's got to yeah. deal with some some hut cartel stuff. But um, you're... You
0: are the rip-off Han Solo. Exactly, yeah. yeah.
3: Um, but your friend who's a Jedi warrior has to deal with this Sith Lord and, um, like, you, you, you don't know who the Sith Lord is because you haven't seen any of the preceding cutscenes. But you're going to help and you really feel like you're helping. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. So, Jade, have you played any games before they've been released?
1: Um, I've played some games that maybe shouldn't have been released when <laughs> I played them. Uh, okay. s- so, like No Man's Sky, for oh, example. Yeah. yeah I, I say. What a train wreck when that first came out. Yeah, um,
2: you know, I loved it. Even really? Though, yeah, at even at the beginning? Was, yeah, even oh. though it was... Everything they did wrong, I still loved it. <laughs> it was still kind of now. optimistic, and it was still yeah. kind of
0: uh, ambitious, I think, when it first released. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, the, the idea and everything, like, now it's, now it's sort of better. I'd, I'm completely in love with it. I mean, yeah. I'd lost a few hours, like, eight the other day. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's just, there's, there's a few games that sort of, they, they come out before they should do, and then they get a really bad rep, which is mm. it yeah. is kind of unfair, because... You know when when they do come out with proper release, eventually they have the fabulous games. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's
2: amazing now. If it had come oh out gotcha. how it is now, it, everything would have been fine. But exactly. I think they just made a lot of um, they lied quite a bit, really, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah. That's, that's
3: <laughs> They were they they uh, molynewed, I think, is the, is, yeah, the, is yeah. the industry yeah. term, um, which is not lying. <laughs> it's being ambitious and then not letting letting that get away with
1: yeah. you like in no delivery <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah okay to
2: play devil's advocate it works it's like it's sold yeah. a lot of copies sure oh, it, uh, a lot had to get refunded as well i think oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. but yeah.
3: your love for it has been borne out and that's yeah. that's like like quite something too. Yeah. De- the, the commitment that they've shown to yeah. making good on those promises yeah, and yeah. they've
2: kept going and they're, they're not charging for it yeah they've they kept going and made an absolutely amazing game
1: mm-hmm.
3: Awesome.
0: So, uh, another couple of events we have happening in Sheffield um, over the next month. Um, we do have, over at Treehouse again, there's a, a Dungeons & Dragons uh, collab with Abbeydale Brewery, which are local brewers. Is this
3: right? Is yes, this- indeed. Um, it is uh, quite something. And we've had it in like our back pocket for a little while, been working on it, behind the scenes, trying to figure out what we're going to do. But, um, essentially, it went like this. Um, okay. Uh, Abedale, who are just at the road from us, yep. um, have a, an initiative or a, a project called um, Funk Dungeons, uh, which is their kind of strange, experimental, sour, and uh, uh, kind of aged in the, in the cask beers. Um, and so, uh, the as. Funk Dungeons. Oh, wow. I do
1: not like that name. <laughs> As fans, Sorry. as <laughs> fans
3: of that project, um, we—it uh, <laughs> it is a little scary. Right. In, in fact, uh, yeah. Um, Do you want to come down to the Funk dungeon? <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: God. Uh, and beers. We, <laughs> uh,
3: we did we did uh, a, a few of the staff did go to funk fest as well um to, to partake in some of those beers um and uh yeah we um we had a great time uh, mm-hmm. had some amazing beers but then um the the obvious came to me mm-hmm. which is to say the the obvious pun which is Funk Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, and um, there we go. so that name works. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. um, so uh, what we've done is essentially we have set up uh, a collaboration for a brand new beer that is going to be made by Abidale, and that is going to kind of be launched alongside uh, a an event, a very special event. Um, four tables running um, a. a, a Completely unique Dungeons and Dragons adventure cool. um, that we, uh, the, the the Treehouse kind of like uh, Treehouse Worlds, the, the Treehouse uh, kind of Dungeon Master game mastering teams. Um, we uh, we have just designed it str- uh, from from the ground up, inspired by the art of brewing, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you. You guys can can basically come down and experience that, uh, and then also drink um, a a beer inspired by the story Um, in in the in the adventure. You're going to be uh, kind of trying to save uh, save a brewery, Mm -hmm. Um, so. Mm -hmm. All of the the monsters and things you're going to be fighting are going to be all, all be uh, sort of um, uh, uh, inspired by that process of, of, of that making beer. Amazing. It's amazing. Um, it's going to be happening on March 28th. March 28th, um, cool. and uh, that'll be from uh, four till ten p.m. Now that sounds like quite a long time. Mm. Well, um, during it, not only do you, not only do you get um, a four-hour kind of D&D session, mm-hmm. uh, you also get a tour around the, uh, around the brewery. And um, you get uh, a, a can of this beer, as well as a, a bar that you can you can go and uh, fuel and yourself throughout the uh, throughout the process. Um, and also uh, a, a meal and, and things and like that um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I mean it's it's going to have to happen. It ha- if you've got a, an adventuring party going through a brewery, you're going yeah. to have to have a couple, aren't you? Um, uh, but yeah, so uh, tickets should be available sometime around the, the time that this um, uh, will be going out. Because yeah. um, so, they are not available as t- at time of recording. <gasps> um, a scoop. Yes, exactly. Um, but if you go to treehousesheffield.com forward slash rpgs which is rpgs uh, mm. then you can uh, you can find out when those tickets go live Oh, exciting beer and games is there any better combination yeah probably is a
0: better
2: combination <laughs> that. Will, will that beer be available anywhere else uh, yeah
3: yeah i believe it's going to be released in a in limited quantities like uh, like all the all the funk dungeon uh, stuff is quite a uh, kind of limited yeah, yeah. run stuff because it's all experimental we,
2: we stock the abbydale range at meltdown so i will make sure to speak to them and get Get
3: Excellent. a crate or two of that in. Yeah. yeah. I can't, I, honestly, is? I'm so excited for this. I'm, go- I'm going to be, I should say, I'm going to be DMing one of the tables for uh, for it. Um, I, by necessity of like how how many, this is taking place, by the way, at the Abydale Brewery, I mean, as yes. I, I, should have, I should have mentioned. Although a tour of the brewery in Treehouse Cafe would be very strange. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, I'll be DMing uh, mm-hmm. on one of the tables so you can come and, and, and see me and, uh, and uh, play d d with me.
0: Oh, that sounds amazing and Abbeydale brewery do uh, awesome beers anyway so yes there, they're, they're funky bits um, should be even make even even more
3: amazing it's all very exciting ace nice.
0: fantastic okay uh, and then kind of the last kind of thing I wanted to, 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 to chat about today um, was that I did just want to mention that it is LGBT Plus History Month this month, throughout it the that February. Mm-hmm. Uh, so from a museum perspective, I know that we've kind of been, been sharing a post a day on LGBT Plus representation in video games historically. Um, and that has been, I would like to shout out, that has been very carefully curated by the awesome Imogen Kaufman, um, who, who works here at the museum. Um, and Imogen is, is kind of an absolute expert in video game history. And the examples she's chosen for that are great. So they're kind of like, keep an eye out on the, 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 the Video Game Museum's Twitter account. There's so many really cool examples going out there. Uh, but I do also know of actually a couple of regular events in, that are happening across the city as well that are for LGBT plus fans of games. Um, Matthew, do you, I think you have an event that happens, is that, yeah, is that correct? Yeah, we have
2: uh, a bi-monthly event. Just awesome. Definitely a pun there. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Wait, somewhere. hang on. Does it happen once every two months? It does happen once <laughs> every okay. two months. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's not
3: a monthly buy bi- event it's a bi-monthly event. Yeah, it's
2: gotcha. a bi- bi-monthly event. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, um, and obviously we're going to be celebrating that it's uh, LGBT Plus History Month. Um, we're going to have a quiz, hopefully created by the wonderful Imogen. Imogen. Yeah, she is. She yeah, doesn't marry awesome. yet, I don't think, but <laughs> she's, she's done one for us before, so hopefully, please, Imogen. No. <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: It'll be, it'll be, it'll, yeah, it will be. It will be. Yeah. Yeah. It could get like super difficult. Like you know, Treehouse quiz level yeah. difficult. Because yeah, imagine, just one, knows the last so much. Very tough, yeah. Yeah. Which
3: is. it's. It's great, and it's kind. kind of awesome to see. Uh, but I think there's also an event at Treehouse as well. There is indeed. Um, yeah, we've got Rainbow Gamers. Yes. Uh, on uh, it's the third Sunday of every month um, and uh, it's very popular and it's basically just a chance for you to hang out you don't need to book a table or anything you just mm-hmm. uh, come in we've got a, a whole kind of room set aside and like you can just uh, basically like hang out play games and just meet meet uh, like minds and just really uh, have a nice afternoon that's and it, and it is it's a Sunday a Sunday night for awesome. the whole evening so it's just a really really uh, kind of chill space.
0: Great, yeah. So then, awesome. So that sounds fantastic. And then I think there's probably plenty more events happening this month uh, in Sheffield. If you are listening and you do know of any of those events, please get in touch because that'd be that'd be kind of it'd be great to hear about them. Um, but yeah. So as as we mentioned earlier, this is the, the the second edition of Sheffield Gaming Podcast. And and like I said, we would want to really reach out across Sheffield um, to hear as many different voices and perspectives as possible. So if you if you live games. Uh, And live nearby, please do get in touch. Um, So yeah, so you can catch the podcast directly over on Twitter too, uh, over at Sheffield Gaming. Our DMs are always open, so please do send us a message like it's Xbox Live from 2007. (laughs) And we've just killed you on Call of Duty 4. Um, But But, but nicer. Yeah, please
3: don't. Yeah, I don't need those words again. (laughs) That that was a particularly traumatic time.
0: Okay, so we are going to have to wrap it up, unfortunately. But before we do, I just uh, wanted to ask you all if you'd like to let let our audience know what is going on and where people can find you on the internet. Uh,
3: uh, yes, uh, so I, uh, I, I am... At Matt Speaks Words on Twitter. Yeah. Um, and uh, I also run another podcast, um, uh, which uh, has a bunch of Sheffield uh, kind of more theatre mm-hmm. improv people on it uh, often. Uh, but um, yeah, that's called Life's a Pitch Podcast, where we pitch the best films that will never get made. Um, our audience, you potentially, um, give us titles of movies that would never get made, and we do our best to make a story out of them uh, nice. with casting and marketing and all that kind of thing. So you can find me over there at Life's a Pitch Show on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, uh, yeah. Other than that, you can find me at Treehouse Chef on Twitter, um, and uh, you just come down and, and see me. I'm there most days, so um, just uh, play some board games, and I might teach you how to do that uh, yes. if you if you want to learn a new game.
0: Yeah, there's, uh, there's some fantastic new games uh, they have at Treehouse as well. Um, at the Game Frenzy event that uh, we were all uh, at, you had you brought along a game called uh, Wavelength.
3: That's not even out yet. Yeah, so <laughs>
0: wavelengths is if you get a chance to head down to, tre- to Treehouse, check out wavelengths because that is a, an amazing board game um, that is is, is, is is just it's so much fun. Um, so yeah, so Jade, uh,
1: uh, you can find me at EmberApp.gg along with some other amazing people as yes. well. Uh, my Twitter handle is at the Noxbear. I just want to put out a quick disclaimer. If you do look for at Bear, that does have a gentleman there displaying his uh, eggplant emoji. Yeah. So it's the Noxbear, not just Noxbear, because that's not safe for work. That oh, that
0: is unfortunate. It's
1: awful. That's I've reported him so many times because I want the handle. Yeah. But like, people go, that's not you. And I'm like, no, nah, <laughs> no. <"Nah." laughs> so yeah, um, the Bear. <laughs> <laughs> It, the Knoxburg. Yeah. okay.
2: Um, and Matthew? Um, just find us at uh, if you search Meltdown Sheffield on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and the website is um, www.meltdown.bar, B A R, Slash Sheffield. And open every day, I think, as well, right? Six days now. Six we've, days. We've closed on Sundays for winter. No worries, no worries. Highs <laughs> and Yeah. I like it. Ace.
0: And then uh, me personally, you can kind of catch me over running the. Uh, the, the, the social feeds of the National Video Game Museum, but I can also be found personally under at uh, Chronocleon on, on Twitter. Um, but yeah, so uh, thank you all for listening, and we shall see you next month for episode three. Thank you. Thank Bye.
2: You.
0: listening to the sheffield gaming podcast if you want to get involved check us out on twitter over at sheffield gaming this podcast was recorded at the curious Arts podcast studio in the castle house building intro and outro music was provided by the ultra talented harley likes music find more of harley's tracks over at harleylikesmusic.com i've been connor clark from the national video game museum see you soon